live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Here's the 3-2. Got him! Look it! And the inning is over! Look at the Sandman. He is fired up. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Little blooper towards second and a reaching diving catch made by Diego. Wow. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. He blasts one to left. Hits deep. Track. Whoa. Swung on and driven to left and deep, and it is gone! It's a walk-off grand slam for Peyton Graham, and you can unhitch the wagon! What a comeback! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. He hits this ball to left. It's a high, deep drive back to the track. It's gone. Blake Robertson sends the schooner. It's a three-run Sooner home run. The full count pitch is line deep to right center field, and it's out of here. A home run by Janet Johns. Well, the clock hit zero, but they'll run the play anyway. And wide open is Marvin Mims scooting into the end zone. Touchdown, Oklahoma. It'll be 33 yards from Gabriel to Marvin Mims. 75,360 attendance. You can't fabricate family. This is what family looks like. I will say this, this place is headed in the right direction. I got to talk to Brent yesterday for about 30 minutes alone in his office. I was ready to run through a wall. We're back. We've never left, but we're back. Toby and TJ are back too. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show on a Monday, April 25. We also never left. So much to talk about. I'm going to take a phone call here, TJ, and then I want to talk a little bit of baseball because I know most of the day we're going to talk some spring game, and I don't want to get lost. So let's get Mr. OU in here first. Good morning, Mr. OU. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? What's up, man? Oh, nothing. Can't complain. Had a great weekend. Want to give shouts out to the softball team, baseball team, for a great win and victory and everything. I am so wore out from this weekend, <laughs> but I tell you, I enjoyed it. 80,000-something people. Wow. It was a uh, it was a big day. Uh, pretty much everything went perfect this weekend, if you're a Sooner fan. Yes, you it did. won every baseball and softball game. You set the record you were hoping to sit set at Owen Field. You embarrassed USC. Uh, pretty much everything went according to plan. Uh, well, I mean, there were some... You know, lines were too long here and there, things like that. But as far as on the field, it was a great weekend. Yes, it was. I had a great time. When I tell you, I was trying to be a fan, but I couldn't be a fan. 
because uh, <laughs> a lot of people were coming up to me. I told TJ I'm going to start carrying me a pen now to little kids, and everybody wants autographs. You're a celebrity. Cool You're a celebrity, <laughs> Mr. OU. That's exactly right. You know what? The, the cool thing is, though, if you ever just decided to show up at a game without all your garb on, everybody would leave you alone. They wouldn't know right, who you I would. should try that one day. See. If you ever want to be, just don't wear the big OU chain and the mohawk and all that kind of stuff, and people leave you alone. So it doesn't bother me. If I make them happy, I'm cool with that. And Toby, I want to know uh, if you can get with me or send me a text where I can find out if uh, how I can come and see the coaching caravan when it comes to Oklahoma City or Tulsa, and how much is running. If you can do that, SoonerSports.com/slash/caravan. Hey, listen, okay. SoonerSports.com/slash/caravan. Okay. Thank they you. got all Love the ticket information and everything. Good day, man. <laughs> See ya. Caravans start Thursday. Uh, T Town, we're coming your way Thursday. It is the first of seven caravan stops over the next month, monthish. Um, Brent Venables, Jenny Baranchek, myself, I know for sure. I'm not sure if Porter is making this stop or not. I haven't heard an update. But uh, it's going to be fun. I have no idea, TJ, why why I am going to be there. Just hand the microphone to Brent. Exactly. (laughs) That man needs no MC. Just give him the microphone. Let him interview Jenny Baranchek and everybody else. He is – I've never seen anything like it, TJ. No, Have I want to get in anything like that guy. No, and I want to get into a lot about that because one, it it really threw a lot of things off on Saturday. Uh, Anyway. Let's get into baseball because baseball is going to get lost if we get into the Sprint stuff because I think Brent's fascinating to me and unbelievable. I got to talk about him. Okay, but you want to go baseball. Otherwise, we may not get to baseball, So, and they deserve a little attention today. Sooners do what we were hoping they would do this weekend, which is sweep Kansas in Lawrence. And holy cow, did they bring their bats with them. Uh, I'm trying to look up the numbers here. Was it 46 runs and 46 hits? I thought it was 47, but it may be. Well, we're somewhere in there. Uh, four, between 46 and 48, 46. yes. Here it is. 46 runs, 46 hits, 26 walks in the three-game series. Uh, Blake Robertson, I believe, had 11 hits, and Peyton Graham had 10. On their own. It's going to be fascinating to see who Eric Hollier nominates for Big 12 Player of the Week. You can only nominate one guy. So he's got to pick, he's got to pick one of those two. They routed him on Friday and Sunday, yesterday winning 24-4. to But it was the Saturday game that is worth talking about. I mean, congratulations for the pummeling they put on him on Friday and Sunday. That's great. Mm-hmm. Saturday they were down 6-3 to going to the ninth. And that coincided with the spring game starting. So I had that pulled up, TJ, on my phone, the ESPN Plus broadcast on my phone in front of me while I'm calling the spring game. And I would look down like every commercial break or sometimes even while Dusty was talking, and, and they, there's, it's 6-4. to four. It's 6-5. to 6-6! Six six. T- no, I did see the double play, and I thought, oh, crap, they're going to. It was an incredible double play that Kansas turned there in the ninth. But then Cade Horton delivered. And then it went 14 innings before they finally won it 7-6. Yeah, it did. And that is the game that is 
That is huge. A huge effort by Trevin Michael out of the bullpen who came on in the ninth and went the rest of the way and just pulled another one out of, golly, how many – how many now against Big 12 teams have they trailed in the 8th or ninth and won? It's been they several. It to- they're, they're great. I mean, th- this is a team that does not give in. We- we've talked about this before. They may drop one, but it's not because they, they give in. They battle to the end, and they have it, it's resulted in situations like we had on Saturday for them. So this team fights, well, We can man. count them up. They beat Baylor. The back-to-back Grand Slams game, they were down in the eighth, mm-hmm. five to one, won it. They beat OSU in Tulsa. That Friday night, they were game. down in the ninth. Yeah, no, 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 in Tulsa. Oh yes, yes, Tulsa. Game. That's right, that's right. They were down in the ninth, and one. They beat them Friday night in Stillwater, down in the ninth, and won it. They beat Texas in Arlington when they were down in the seventh inning. It wasn't quite as late there. Uh. Who did they play after that? The Tech game, they were out in front. I'm forgetting a series in there. Uh, Baylor, OSU, Texas. I guess that's it. Uh, and then uh, and then the Kansas game on Saturday. They're down 6-3 to three going to the ninth inning. And I feel like there's one more in there. Maybe it's not against a Big 12 team that they pulled out when they were down late. But anyway, point is, very good weekend. They got all three, and now they are at seven and five in Big Twelve play. Yeah, they needed at least two, and they got all three. Got all three, and yesterday was comfortable. I mean, there there was no doubt early on in that game they put it away, put it away quick, and you knew they had the sweep unless something just went was that a terribly. Nine run second. Yeah, let me see what the. Yes, nine runs second, six run third, and four run fourth. So it was 19 runs by the fourth inning, and you knew unless something went terribly wrong that they were going to sweep that series. So they they took care of business on Sunday. So great weekend for them. Uh, I wanted the sweep, got the sweep, and uh, boy, I didn't expect the runs like that and the bats like that to come alive the way that they did. This is so a good hitting team, good, man. I know Kansas is no good, but this is a really good lineup. Blake Robertson and – Peyton Graham, those guys, man, they're just knocking the cover off the ball right now. Jimmy Crooks, you better not run on him. Um, he is such a weapon back there right now. Um, just just a great weekend for him. I'm looking forward to the new round of, I guess maybe some will come out this week, maybe not till next, the new round of uh, dr- bracket projections to see you know, where they have them. I don't think they'll move a lot because it was a bad team that they beat. This weekend, their RPI went up like three or four spots, not a drastic jump. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing if they're a little more comfortably in the field. I think they were among the last four in in last week's D1 baseball projection. I was worried yesterday when Kate Horton came out in the third inning. I was like, oh, geez. Oh, no. Oh, no. But it's not his arm. He was just feeling a little back tightness. And just out of, you know, extreme precaution, and they had a giant lead. They were like, let's get you out of here. Yeah. Him and Ben Simmons, you uh, know, got to watch the back. Well, I feel back tightness every day, <laughs> every morning, every day. So, but, you know, with his his history, you fear the worst when 
a pitcher comes out of the game unexpectedly in the third inning, and he was pitching well. Um, but he's okay. It was just some back stiffness. I I assume he's okay. It had nothing to do with the arm. We'll try to get an update tomorrow. But anything else about baseball you want to point out, Teach? No, I th- I mean I think it was great all the way around for him. So and um, you know Saturday early on didn't look great, but those guys battled back, put the three on the board in the ninth, and ended up taking it in extras. So um, tremendous weekend all the way around for him. OSU lost two out of three at home to TCU. ORU lost two out of three to North Dakota State this weekend. Um, So your updated standings look like this. You've got TCU and OSU tied at – listen to these records, TJ. I'm going to circle back. TCU's 12-6, OSU's 10-5. Uh, but that both equals 667 winning percentages. So they're tied for first. TCU would obviously win that tiebreaker there because of the head-to-head. Texas and Texas Tech are then tied for third at 9-6. and six. OU and West Virginia now tied for fifth at 7-5. and five. And then you got Baylor 4-11, K-State 3-9, Kansas 2-10. So between TCU, OSU, Texas, Texas Tech, OU, and West Virginia – all six of those teams have either five or six losses. They all have five or six losses. It's just a matter of how many, how many series, series they play. Right, yeah. Right. Like TCU's played two more series than OU has. They're 12 and six. They're in first place. They've actually lost one more game than OU has, but they've won five more. Um, so Sooners sit at seven and five this week. They go to Tulsa tomorrow night to take on ORU. 6.30, J.L. Johnson Stadium. George Frazier going to join me for the call of that one up there. And then Kansas State this weekend, which is highly anticipated for multiple reasons. Um, Need to win two out of three in that series. Kansas State is better than Kansas. They have... A really good lineup, in my opinion. I think their pitching lags behind their hitting, but they've got a really good lineup. Uh, But things are going to be uncomfortable, TJ, if they lose this series to Kansas State. No matter how well things are going right now, Mm -hmm. it is important that they win this series for the fan base. Yeah, because it's uh, yes, because you're going into a a ten eleven game stretch after that that. I'm Wins not talking are going about to be that. difficult. I'm not, I'm not oh, oh, I got that. you. I got you. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> not, it won't be a pleasant pleasant time at the ballpark for a lot of people. I'm with you now. Okay. Correct. Yes. Correct. And the weather looks great all week, by the way. Tuesday in Tulsa looks beautiful. This weekend so far looks beautiful. So I think we're going to have a, a good week of baseball. I, I was... Uh, Certainly happy to be involved in everything I was involved in this weekend with the football program. And I want to talk some more about Friday night in the game. But I am, uh, I don't know what the feeling is. Nauseous is too strong. I hate it when I have to step away from baseball, TJ. And it was one thing Friday and Saturday when I'm busy watching the game. Yesterday... I was just sitting at home going, I should have I should have driven up there. I should have driven up there. What am I doing? I'm just sitting here. 
Uh, I, I, Taylor's calling the game. He's doing a great job, but I just feel like somebody else is raising my child. You know. Well, I don't know that he was feeling great all weekend either, so I don't know that he would have objected to you being there. So uh, Was he sick, really? I think so, and at one point I think he bailed on Saturday because I started getting messages like, why isn't Taylor calling the game? And I think, I'm thinking it's technical and we're off the air because I produced up until 1.30 and then kicked it over. Uh, anyway, it was like I, I think he – May have uh, excused himself for a bit. Yeah, and Eric Collier had to take it. And I think Eric was, they said Eric was very relieved when he, when Taylor got oh, really? back. Well, yeah, so I don't know what, what was going on. So I, It was I, a 14-inning game. It could have been just a bathroom break, just a normal bathroom yeah. break. I don't know, but uh, you because know, I'm at the spring game trying to figure out what's going on. But I don't know that he was feeling great this weekend. Oh, no, boy, I hate to hear that. Uh, okay, we'll take a break. We'll turn back to uh, talk. I want to hear your thoughts on Brent Venables, the MC. When we come back, the T Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four wheelers, side by sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations I 35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I 44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Big thank you to Terry and Jackie Saxon, Saxon Realty Group. They bring you this hour of the T Row in the Morning Show. They are the home of the $8.99 listing fee. Saving you thousands in listing commission, 405-361-3380, or visit them online, saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, run rules, uh, a run rule, road sweep, first one in years, and 46 runs scored. No, it wasn't OU softball. It was skipping those boys. Can't wait for the next weekend series in Norman. That's from Jim in Arlington. It would have been funny if... Uh... On the final out in the seventh inning yesterday, mm-hmm. if Taylor had gone, uh, uh, and OU walks it off. <laughs> 24 for the final. Another run rule for the Sooners. <laughs> the problem is when you have a baseball run rule, it still takes three hours or three and a half hours because there's so many runs that are scored. Right. Uh, this texter says there were no scanning machines either where we went in. I, yeah, I think they just started opening up gates eventually that they didn't have the machine set ah, up. Screw it. Come so, in. So you were right what you said earlier. The the attendance may be more than what they even put out because you may have had, you know, five, six hundred thousand people not even scan their tickets. I don't know. Um, six hundred thousand people seems a bit high, but maybe five or six thousand people. Yeah. It looked like seventy five ish. In the stadium, like the upper deck on the east side, the corners, nobody was sitting in over there. So it wasn't quite full. No, no. I bet that number's pretty close. Um, we've had several people asking where Billy Sims was. There's like two or three texts here. Bill, I can tell you, Billy's That's- mother is sick, and he wanted to be there, but he sent along um, best wishes for Baker and stuff this weekend. He was with his mother, who is ill, and... We got permission to let everyone know that it's okay that we tell them that. So that's where Billy was. This says uh, 10,000 Baker posters, 10,000 headbands. So there's our answer. Uh, we did mm-hmm. get a – Bronx did get a Baker poster, but no headband. So, yeah, people were in line. They wanted them a headband. Man, when you stand three hours for a spring game for a headband mm-hmm. – um, are they for sale on eBay today? Well, the, the one mom that I saw like panicked over it was like, I'm so far back, I don't know if I'm going to get my son one. I will purchase one from you if you can get one from me if you're up ahead of me. So I'm guessing yes. I would guess yes. 
75,000 people for a practice. Not a game. Practice. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Uh, several of you talking about when you got there, got there 2.45, had to stand in line 45 minutes. When we got to the gate, they ended up not scanning tickets, lower bowl, completely full. Uh, I think the official count is low. So, kind of what we've been talking Maybe. about. Uh, we have a huge tailgate on the northeast corner of the stadium. Normally, we don't go until right before the game starts, and a lot of people waited, and we're standing in line. Instead of continuing to wait, they just went back to the tailgate. Um... Mm-hmm. So I had to leave. Like, my day uh, Saturday, it, it was a little bit crazy. It was a little bit hectic. hectic. Yeah, you had to work. Um, but even in a way that I wasn't expecting to. So um, Tyler, me, and Connor, we weren't sitting together, but we all three had to leave in the second quarter. Like, that game ran so much longer than it, <laughs> we were expecting it to run. Part of that is Brent's pregame speech and then Brent's halftime speech. So, and then me, it ended up being, I thought with baseball getting moved up, I was thinking, you know, normal time I was going to have to leave the game and come finish baseball. With it getting moved up, I had to come up here, start the game, split the broadcast, and I thought, well, good. Now I won't have to come up here to end the game because it will be over in plenty of time. <laughs> so, my game, my, oh, uh, my day becomes, my, my day becomes, Holy cow, look at this baseball game. 10th inning, 11th inning, 12th. I'm like, I'm going to have to leave too. So we're trying to get you some can't stuff do that adjusted. From your phone? Um, no, because what was going to happen if that game kept going uh, more innings, I was going to have to split the signal to 1400. They were going to be on the post game on uh, the network. And so I was trying to get the network stuff moved back. So that couldn't happen because people weren't there to move the time back. So we had to start. The post-game show at 5 o'clock because of the way the network was set up. Well, at 5 o'clock, it was just coming out of halftime. And so it was kind of chaotic, and we're rushing back here. Me and Bronx are running to the truck because I had to park so far away by the time we got there that we're running, and I do not run. And so, You don't run. Right. And so no. it was a wild sprint to the truck. Walk? It was a – no, we were running through a lot of it. Um but uh, what I was going to say with all that, we, when we left, I couldn't believe how many people were outside the stadium tailgating. Like, there were so many people outside the stadium still. I'm like, holy cow. So that person saying that a lot of people went back to their tailgate, that was probably one of them that I saw over there. Um, so yeah. many people still just hanging out outside the uh, stadium Unbelievable. Still. Yeah. Unbelievable showing by Sooner Nation on Saturday. It was, uh, and, and, it was and I will remind you, with the threat of severe weather looming large, Incredible. Just incredible. I mean, a statement was made. A large statement was made on Saturday by Sooner Nation to your new head coach and to the country at large. Very impressive. Very impressive. And then uh, Sooner fan loved to pile on once the uh, pictures and images and stuff came out yeah. of USC. So, and Well, they got <laughs> lots of things to do in California, TJ. You understand? <laughs> It's this, just beautiful. Kevin in Tulsa says, hey, guys, on Bally Sports in Tulsa, they blacked out the spring game and showed the USC spring game Mule Shoe Love Fest to add insult to injury in the 918. Um, yep. We were only on .TV Live. They yes. replayed it on Bally Sports. But and the, still are. It's going to be on many times this week. But USC was on ESPN, so Correct. maybe he was watching the wrong thing. Yeah. I don't know. Unless Bally showed it in Tulsa, and I don't know why that would have been the case, so... 
I'm not sure what was going on there, Kevin. Uh, last one I'll have here for this segment. Toby TJ, KRF found FM Radio, hence the next level fandom, explains the Balfour chaos. Maybe. Uh, just the whole day. Like, I... And this is the Brent factor, the, the Brent effect. There is a psychological effect he has had that I've never seen, I don't think. It's unbelievable. It's fascinating. Explain. You are a historic, historic program that I don't guess a lot of people noticed while we were in it. I don't know if there was a depression around the program. I don't know if there was an anger. I don't know if it was people didn't realize how much they didn't enjoy Lincoln Riley as a coach. I Brent Venables has opened up feelings and <laughs> well, let me, let me look at the turnout Saturday. Look at what all went down on Saturday. I was at the grocery store on Sunday and I was wearing a, an OU shirt and the girl checking me out said, um, Hey, did you go to the game yesterday? I go, I did. And she goes, unbelievable, wasn't it? I go, it was, it was nuts. It was, it was great. And she goes, she goes, yeah, I'm in the pride. And I go, oh, that's cool. She goes, yeah. She goes, it's nice. Uh, you know, this is why I kind of came here, and this is what I was expecting. She goes, I feel like I'm a part of something now. I go, did you not before? She goes, I don't know how to describe it. Like, really, the last year or so, like, she goes, I didn't feel like I was a part of something, and now I do, and Brent makes me feel that way. And I walked out of the grocery store like, what's going on with this? Like, had Lincoln turned that many people off, or did he not seem that welcoming that people just... Because I, I think they supported him. I think that they... Massively I thought, supported him. I thought they liked him, but now it's like you you hear people make comments like that. Like, she's, she's like, I don't know, it's just different being in the pride now. There's a different feel to it. She goes, it's what I expected when I came here. And she goes, I really didn't have that before. And I'm like, huh. So... It's a fascinating effect that he's had in yep. the last seven months. All right, we need a break. Let's pick up this conversation when we come back because I like it. T-Row in the morning show on a Monday morning. Toby and TJ with you. We're taking your reaction to an amazing weekend in Norman. Back after this. The T-Row in the morning show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Going to play the postgame thoughts of Dylan Gabriel coming up in a bit, but TJ hit on a great topic here that I want to discuss for a second. What is psychologically happening with the OU fan base after the hire of Brent Venables and the impact that he is having that caused 75,000 plus of you to show up on Saturday. It's good. It's good. It's a good thing. And to to ignite this fan base is ignited right now, TJ. It's on fire. It's lit. That's well said by you, TJ. I don't know if it is. I don't know if he used that correctly or not. Um I think it's a collection of things. One Certainly there was some uh, unhappiness with some things with Lincoln Riley. Mm -hmm. For the most part, though, 
uh, OU was a was a Lincoln Riley fan. Uh, the fan base were fans of their head coach. They were winning games. They were going to college football playoffs. They were producing great players. They were doing very well in in recruiting, especially on the offensive side of the ball. There wasn't a overwhelming unhappiness with Lincoln Riley. There was some here and there, and certainly when you'd lose a game, there. Okay. That's going to happen with Brent Venables. It it happened with Bob Stoops. It happened with Barry Switzer. It's going to happen with Brent Venables. At some point, he's going to run the ball when you think he should throw it, or he's going to throw the ball when you think he should run it, or he's going to blitz when you think he shouldn't, or he's not going to blitz when you think he should. Blow coverage, give up a deep pass, late touchdown, lose a game. They're going to sure. lose a yeah. game, and, and, and you're going to be unhappy with Brent Venables at some point, just like there was some unhappiness with Lincoln Riley. It just happens. I mean, you can't be a head coach at a place like this and there not be some unhappiness. But it wasn't an overwhelming unhappiness. But you had a few things come together. You had some embarrassing showings in playoffs on the highest stage. You had a disappointing season last year when there were high hopes that maybe this, you know, this was the season you were going to win another national championship. You had the move to the SEC, TJ, where in uh, some social media circles and some national media circles, you were made to feel inferior. Well, wait till you, Oklahoma gets a taste of what it's going to be like to re- play in a real conference. You know, you're you're going to be uh, Missouri in the SEC in a matter of years. There was a lot of that going on out there, and then you got dumped, and that doesn't happen to OU. Nobody dumps OU in football, <laughs> right? Especially football. Doesn't happen. It's never happened. Well, I think Chuck Fairbanks dumped him to go to the NFL, but it was a lifetime ago. All and the pandemic, okay? So we're all a little raw too. We're just you know, in general, the world is a little raw and emotional right now. So you wrap all of that into a bundle, and for a week there, we are a volcano, TJ, of emotions around here. Lincoln dumps us. The season, he got beat by Oklahoma State. The season is in the dumper. Everybody is saying you're not ready for the SEC. And it was a volcano. Bob Stoops calmed everybody down. And then Brent Venables lit the torch. He landed at Westheimer as William Wallace getting off that plane. <laughs> He, I wish they had put him on horseback, TJ, when he landed. <laughs> Just put him on Boomer or sooner. War paint and horseback and let him ride around. He's William Wallace, man. He is a one-man pep rally. I heard uh, uh, Tyler say, and I don't know if this is appropriate or not, uh, in the postgame Saturday that he could lead a cult. That's not what he's doing. But it kind of is what you're doing with a fan base when it comes to college sports, only in a good way. And he hasn't made a misstep. He showed up with a plan, and he hasn't made a misstep since he arrived. Now, again, he's going to lose a game at some point. People are going to be unhappy with something he does. He's going to miss in recruiting. Something's going to happen. But so far, he hasn't. And you have a raw fan base, for all those reasons, a very proud large, historic, but raw fan base right now 
who was desperate for someone to say, not only is it going to be okay, but we're about to be champions around here again. And that's exactly what Brent has done. He is the perfect guy for the perfect time for this university. As long as eventually he wins football games, you know? So, and he's just electric when he grabs a microphone. I mean, most coaches aren't that way. Well, and that's what I find fascinating about what's, what's gone on, especially Saturday. Like, I've Jimbo heard, Fisher's not electric when he grabs a microphone. No, and I've heard Brent a thousand times over the years in interviews. But, who's, the, who's the LSU coach now, Brian? Uh, 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 Kelly. He's embarrassing when he grabs a microphone. Right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep interrupting. Well, with Brent, it's one of those things where for 25 years, everybody knew how great he was. Knew he was a tremendous defensive coordinator. Highly successful. Won championships with Oklahoma and Clemson. Been successful everywhere he's been. But he's always been this high-energy, kind of behind-the-scenes guy that did a good interview, but nothing over the top that I remember just inspirational. He gets this job, and suddenly, you know, he steps up to the podium on Sunday morning, and he's preaching to the masses and has thousands following him. It's it's unbelievable the way he handles himself on the microphone. That's good. That's a good thing. Everything he says excites you he does it in a manner that I don't know that I've seen many head coaches in any sport have the energy passion and the ability to do what he does once he grabs that microphone and he did it twice on Saturday like before the game he had me just fired up and the crowd chanting boomer sooner and all the guys come out and then halftime he does it he turns around and is able to do it again it's I don't know that I've ever seen a coach do it and and be able to have that impact on people it's crazy for me to to watch because this isn't a guy that's a new young coach that we're like, let's see what this guy's about. Brent Venables has been around for dang near three decades, you know. We know who Brent Venables is, but I didn't know he had this in him. And it's yeah. incredible to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I witnessed uh, one, you know, one of the coolest things I saw last Thursday was at the end of practice, he called the whole team together. And he was taking, you know, here's how Friday's going to go, here's how Saturday's going to go, just normal stuff. And then at one point, uh, I won't say which coach it was, but there was one of the sole mission coaches that had sent out a text message to, I don't know, it sounded like a group of 15 or 20 of the players or something like that. And only six or seven of them had texted him back. Like the night before he had sent out a text, now it's practice the next day, and he was still needed about 10 or 12 people to text him back. And Brent went on this diatribe about, that's not how we handle our business here. If you get a coach, if you get a text message from a coach, you immediately respond. If you do not, you are disrespecting him, and if you are disrespecting him, you are disrespecting me. And that is not the way it happens around here. Each and every one of you, as soon as you get back to your locker room, I expect a text message back to that guy immediately, immediately. And this is to never happen again. It was a simple thing about replying to a text message, TJ. Right. But it's as if you had cut his finger off. He was so offended by the fact that not Brent, one of the sole mission guys, had not received 
And it had only been like 12 hours or something like that, but that everyone didn't respond immediately. That is not what we do around here. And I was like, dang. I mean, this he is impressive, man. <laughs> I'll tell you the other thing. Were you in the stadium for pregame? Yes. Well, uh, part of it, the yes. Lock, the locking of arms thing? Um, I don't think I was in there then. You would have remembered it. No, I wouldn't. I, I would have remembered that. That is one that. of the coolest things I've ever seen. And I... I knew they were going to do it, but I didn't really understand what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. So I've seen the video of it now, but I was okay, not there live. Yes, yes. But this is going to be something that I think, and I think it might be something Clemson did or did something similar to. I don't know. But this is going to be something that I think OU fans are going to respond to big time now that they know they're going to do it. In the middle of warm-ups, like they did their stretching and everything, I think. And then they locked arms from sideline to sideline with Brent right in the middle. It was a great photo. There were some great photographs that came out of it. And they walked very slowly to the goal line. And as soon as they hit the goal line, it was like a bomb went went nuts. Yeah. And they all sprinted to all of their position groups. (laughs) It was the coolest thing ever, man. I like I had chills going. I I didn't know exactly what they were going to do. I just thought they were going to walk. I was like, that's cool. Look at that. They're all walking, whatever. But when they all started sprinting to their different position groups all over that half of the field, I mean, just like chills all over my body. It was so cool. So I think that's going to be another thing that fans really take to. That's a cool new tradition that he started. So Anyway, I'm sure it's not all a love fest. And, again, at some point. Right now I think it is. But you're right. At some point, that's going to shift. Well, Hopefully not. Hopefully well, I, I, love I'd love for him to just run the we table love, and win championships left and right, yeah. Well, I mean, we love Bob Stoops, right? I mean, Bob Stoops is an icon, but yes. throughout the 20 years, there were some ups and downs there. Where <laughs> there, there's no doubt about it. Some of those involving Brent Venables, and, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. We're back on the ref. T-Row in the morning show. Saxon Realty Group bring you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. All our uh, spring game recap and coverage brought to you by the fine people over at Brown O'Haver. Saxon Realty Group, 405-361-3380. SaxonRealtyGroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Kyler's uh, statue should be the little hop or skip that he did into the end zone. I think it. I I, I agree. No, I don't know about that, but I think it has to be some sort of uh, him scampering or running with the football. Yeah, I think that's what he was best known for. The little hop, skip, jump into the end zone. The someone sent me a picture earlier of him running into the end zone with the 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 number one finger up at the Texas mm-hmm. game that was against Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I me, I picture him like you're saying, kind of legs at an angle, like he's cutting. Maybe pointing to a defender with the ball out, you know, how he ran with that yeah. ball out unprotected. Something like mm-hmm. that. Like, that's how I picture the, the Kyler statue. One I of those agree. ways, I, yeah. It can't be a throwing pose. I think no, it's got to be a scrambling no. pose. Yeah. Let's see here. Pool store vents. Uh, oh, you already answered that. He was wanting to know where Billy Sims was, too. Um... Hey, guys, not sure when the app updated, but I just noticed it over the weekend. Looks and works great. Yeah, that updated, I want to say Friday night, because I noticed it Saturday morning. 
What app? The uh, KREF app has updated, so now you will search KREF in the uh, App Store. If you're looking for your app this morning, you're used to that white background with the S&T. It is now the uh, little ref man. It's black with the white um, little ref symbol there. Mine's still white. How do I update it? Huh. My, I don't. Mine updated on its own. I don't know. Yeah, maybe mine will today. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe if I open it, it'll update. So, uh, appreciate it, though, and it does seem to be working well since it updated, so hopefully that continues. Uh, didn't hear anything about Boz. Was he there? Yes. yes. Up, up front and center, man. He was involved with everything. Friday so. and Saturday. Mm-hmm. In fact, the pictures of the team coming together when Brent took the big picture, I want to say Boz is right there near Brent somewhere. I had members, right behind him. members of the OU coaching staff Friday asking me to introduce them to Boz because they had never met him before. And they were like... <laughs> they didn't want to approach him on their own? Well, they, they just, I guess, yeah. Hey, man, is that Boz? Can you introduce me to Boz? Holy cow, it's Boz. <laughs> you know, of all the people there, even like Adrian Peterson and some other people, like Boz is the one that dominates the room when he walks in. Uh, it's a shame, too, as much as he, uh, as much older as he is than us, how much better he looks than us. And how he looks fantastic. He's in, he's in incredible shape. Just yeah. looks like he could still go out and play. I don't appreciate you circling me in with that comment either. <laughs> I circled us both in with that. <laughs> uh, my tickets wouldn't even pull up, so I just walked in is what this texture says. That's wow. what I wonder what the attendance – I wonder if they accounted for that, if they somehow said, look, this is how many we know when they're in seats there are. So maybe if they even all didn't get scanned, they still kind of accounted for them a little bit. I, I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, Brent is inspirational and has energy. Lincoln didn't uh, really present either of those to the fan base. Maybe the team and fans rarely saw it. That's from Home Run Tracker. No, he definitely has a different personality. Without a doubt, yeah. But that doesn't – like Bill Belichick has a different personality, and he's Nick Saban's not, you know, jumping through his – Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, break time. I do want to play Dylan Gabriel next hour. I do want to talk about Friday night at some point. I do want to take more of your calls and text messages. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back.